0: discussing their process and passion in bringing these women to life. Welcome to Complicated Conversations.
1: On today's episode of Complicated Conversations, we're thrilled to welcome back Stacy Rukeyser. Stacey has been a staple in the television industry for over 20 years, and her stories speak to women across generations. She is the creator, showrunner, and executive producer of Sex Life on Netflix, which is back for its second season. Prior to Sex Life, Stacey was showrunner on Unreal, which received an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Writing in a Drama Series. Stacey's previous writing credits include Without a Trace, Crash, One Tree Hill, Greek, The Lion Game, and many others. Welcome
0: back to Pop Fiction Women, Stacey. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. I have been saying of Sex Life that the show is like the spoonful of sugar that makes the medicine go down. (laughs) The sugar, obviously, is the sex and the chemistry. (laughs) The medicine, so to speak, is really kind of the introspection and the evaluation you're asking your viewers to do, you know, asking, is this life enough to investigate what is missing? to be vulnerable, and to say that you might not have it all figured out, even if your life went exactly according to plan. (laughs) We love that.
2: Oh, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, and you really lean into a lot of those threads in season two for many characters, not just Billy, really. So can you start by teasing our listeners a little bit about what to expect for this season?
2: Yeah, so I like to say that season two is more, more, more. If you remember that whole song, <laughs> yes. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's really everything that you loved about season one, now on a much bigger scale. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of new faces. There are expanded storylines for the characters you already know and love, and yeah, it's just a it's an even bigger look at at female desire and the choices that we all make, men and women, you know, and, mm-hmm. and what it means to each of us to find happiness and to have whatever it means to each of us to have it all.
1: Yeah. 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 And you left us, my goodness, <laughs> last season at the end oh, with that ending that I, that I used to write in our notes, that like just capital letters, that <laughs> like that ending, um, with Billy coming, you know, first of all, running through the streets of New York <laughs> towards Brad. The elevator door opens and she says <laughs> what she says to Brad. And we debated this when we spoke to you last time about what that ending meant and where you could go for season two. And, you know, and I had said that I, I know there was a lot of team Brad or team Cooper last season. And, you know, did that mean she was going back to Brad? And I had said, for me, it was Billy running back to herself, to these parts of herself that she, you know, had now sort of broken open, but, but now we're here. (laughs) And you bring us back. So it doesn't matter what we thought or all the ways we thought it could go. So, Tell us about that moment in the writer's room when you you guys were like, all right, what are we doing now? What (laughs) happens when the elevator doors open?
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, I can say, you know, look, the ending was very controversial. The ending of season one was very controversial. And as I think we talked about before, I always knew that it would be. And I wanted Mm -hmm. it to be. And I wanted half of the audience yelling at her, yelling at their TV or their phone or whatever they're watching it on Mm -hmm. and saying, what are you doing, you stupid woman? You know, stop. And I wanted the other half to be cheering her on and living vicariously Mm -hmm. through her. When we came to season two, what was most important to me was that we are telling a fairy tale. We are not telling a morality tale and there mm-hmm. are a lot of people who i think wanted billy to be punished for what she did and i really stood firm and said this is not a morality tale this is a show that does not punish women for having desire if you would like mm-hmm. a morality tale about a woman who has sexual desire look at the entire <laughs> canon of film yeah. and yeah. television yeah. Uh-huh. shows uh-huh. Exactly. Uh-huh. that have come for the last 50 years because you know, she either goes crazy or she dies a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or he becomes mm-hmm. a bad person or dies or is punished in some yeah. other way for that. And to me, that didn't mean that there can't be consequences for her yes, choice. Exactly. And certainly her own guilt is a big part of that. Yeah. But I wanted to tell a story about second chances and hope mm-hmm. and resilience even in the face of doing things that, that are not okay, you know, and that everyone deserves to find happiness and no matter what you've done. So that was sort of our, our guiding principle. And, you know, in terms of what happens with Brad, I mean, look, I had said, I think even in the press for, for season one, that I wasn't so sure what Brad was going to say to her because, He had come to her with a real proposal, a real heartfelt, I love you, let us be together like we always should have been sort of proposal. And that was not what she was proposing, you know, and Mm -hmm. if Brad really was the changed person that we were saying that he was, who had done all this work on himself, you know, he might succumb first split second and that split second, you know, it's longer in different versions and different (laughs) conversations that we had, Mm -hmm. but it ultimately is not what he wants, you know, and and not what's sort of good enough for him. But at the same time, it's also just delicious to make Brad and Billy, these star-crossed lovers who can't Mm -hmm. be together. I mean, you know, I know even from the trailer, people are saying, who is this new guy? I don't I don't it want Billy up. with some new guy. Billy and Brad forever. The two B's, you know. What is uh-huh. this? I don't like this. Yeah. And it's sort of like what a one of writing a love story is that yeah. you don't put the two characters together. Yeah. yeah. You gotta have mm-hmm. obstacles and stuff. But but also, you know, we are telling like a really epic love story an epic fairy tale in that way and the more obstacles you have to that the better but again as I was saying like I, I it was very interesting to me to explore what it is for Billy you know because in season one it was so much a will she or won't she between Cooper right. and Brad and it was really interesting to sort of take both of them off the table yeah. um, and see well who is Billy you know without any of that and, and how does she sort of you know, rise from the ashes as it were of all of that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, there are consequences. She waited some time. She tried to get back together with Cooper and make it work. And then she comes to Brad later and there's consequences to having done that. And then even when she goes back, Cooper has a different frame of mind too. So there are consequences Mm -hmm. to what she's done, but she's not punished. She's just got to navigate it all. And
2: that was done beautifully. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, look, she suffers a little bit. I'll be honest. It's like, you know, she's really in the first episode, she's in her sad apartment that she has barely decorated and it's raining and she hasn't gone out (laughs) and everything. And she is. Look, it was also I love the moment towards the end of the episode where she says, you know what I was thinking, you know, when he when Majid was about to kiss me. I thought, you know, how dare you? What right do you have to Mm -hmm. be happy? And I I love that Mm -hmm. so much. And I love that Sasha Mm -hmm. swiftly talks her out of that. Yes. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, again, it's like she's, she's. some would say she's paying a price in in that time, but that is not where we end the story. And we bring her Mm -hmm. up out of that upswing for sure. Yeah.
0: Well, you just mentioned Sasha, who is one of my favorite characters. I loved her in season one and in season two, She's off the charts for me. She continues to be this badass, publishing books, um, espousing being an independent woman and building an entire brand around the idea of being unattached. Mm -hmm. This season, she has a new love interest, her one that got away, Mm -hmm. and everything she kind of believed in and is preaching is called into question, or at least she thinks it is. And in some really interesting ways, she's, like I said earlier, Billy's counterpoint. Billy was limited by her relationship. She allowed it to cut off parts of herself. Sasha, on the other hand, is doing the same thing by being single. She's limiting herself. She isn't opening up to doing whatever she wants to do whenever she wants to do it with whoever she wants to do. So were you interested in exploring the ways that partnership can sustain a woman in a way that doesn't sound like it has to be the 1950s and I need my (laughs) husband to get a home loan, right? I mean, it is a tricky thing to try to – really root for partnership when you also see what it does like to Billy?
2: For sure. I mean, look, I, it comes from a really personal place for me. I mean, I am a happily married woman who feels incredibly sustained by my relationship with my husband. I think you can look at the time we got together and and see how my career has boomed. You know, I have two beautiful children now, but my world has really expanded Because of my husband and, and because of like, I've tried to really analyze like, well, what, why, what is it, you know, Mm. but there is this sort of baseline confidence that I feel, I mean, you know, just because I know I, I have this partner who is always in my corner and, and, and helping to support me and that, that really means the world. Now, at the same time, I was 37 when I met my husband, so mm-hmm. I had had a long time of being a single girl and a career girl and on my own and my own condo decorated exactly the way that I wanted it to be, right. you know, so, so I kind of know both, both sides and there are benefits to both, you know, um, with Sasha, what was so interesting was, you know, yes, calling into question everything that she has sort of built her life around, but also looking at, honestly, for both Sasha and Billy, looking at what we teach our daughters and in Sasha's case, it's her grandmother, but she's, she's really, you know, this mother figure for her that, you know, what we tell our daughters about what it is to be a woman and how it is to be a woman and what you should or shouldn't do. And and what effect that has on us and the choices that we make and and in Billy's case too it's sort of the trauma that's that's passed down from generation to generation, and so for me I personally believe that Gran gave Sasha the absolute right advice when she was twenty two. You know, yeah. I think it's really interesting to learn that Sasha was the kind of woman who gets swept away by a fabulous guy. You know, she says she took a semester off to follow this fabulous guy to Rome. And, and, and now she's thinking about taking off a whole year to go to California. She says, yes, to this crazy proposal. And, and, you know, that she, that she wasn't always this way, you know, that she had sort of created this singular independence as a protective mechanism to make sure that she stayed on the straight and narrow as it were, and finishing her own education and following her own career And I think that's absolutely the right advice that her that her grandmother gave her. But it has brought her to a place, Mm -hmm. you know, later in life where perhaps she isn't experiencing all of the joys that life has to offer, you know. And look, this is a much more sort of controversial story point to take because there are a lot of people who will say, Never, 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 not my Sasha Snow. You know, I, I want someone who is always independent and, and doesn't need a partner and, and finds their joy, you know, I being alone or being independent. And, and I get it. I really do. It's just not the story that I believe for Sasha, especially when we started creating what's essentially her own Brad, you know, who yeah. is the guy yeah. from her past mm-hmm. and the one who got away. And it's like, we, we wanted this season. And I think always, we want the show to be really inspirational Uh, for people. And so it was exciting to give Sasha a story where certainly she makes mistakes along the way, (laughs) but in the end, she is able to find a way to have it all and, and to not have to Mm -hmm. sacrifice any part of herself and to get to have her version of a a big, beautiful life, you know?
0: Yeah. We say that all the time. You, you you can need, want a man and not need a man. So she is still independent. Right. She is still, I, I guarantee she's still all of the things that she is, but Cam enhances, expands, like you said, your, her life instead of um, making it smaller or limited. Yeah. He he can be the Steadman to her
1: Oprah or the go. Jay-Z to <laughs> her Beyonce. Beyonce. I loved that. In there. But I also really love that, I'm so glad you mentioned that you we're focused on the messages that we teach our children and as mothers to daughters. And that's a huge thing that Corinne and I talk about all the time on here, mommy issues, but yes. also personally and for me in therapy and everything <laughs> else. But, um, but no, it, because that. Everyone talks about, you know, society's messages that they give to women and girls. But how about we just start with the ones we get at home, which come from much more well-intentioned people, people that love us. Gran, I do agree with you. She was giving her the right advice at the time. But what happens is, we see with Sasha and a lot of us, that voice is still in your head. And then at a certain point, Sasha has to stop, which she does in this season, and question, but wait, is that still what I want? Is that still align with my emotions and my needs and I maybe I shouldn't just be blindly following these mm-hmm. things and I thought it was really um, great that scene too with Billy and her mom where they have sort of a heart-to-heart about I still hear your voice Billy says yeah. in my head and the shame and Billy needed her mom's sort of like approval or push to go just Just go follow and do, you know, see where this could lead, which I thought she was a really good moment for her and her mom. And that really resonated with me. Totally.
2: Oh, that's so great. Because, you know, for both of them, for Billy's mom and Sasha's grandmother, it's really interesting because each of them are speaking from their own personal experience. You know, I love Mm -hmm. the moment when Grant says, you know, a lot of women just as smart as you never do come back to what it is that they want. And she says, well, I'm not you. Mm-hmm. and I know what I'm doing and yeah. so I go okay so this is gran's story you know and no wonder this is what she's teaching right Sasha you know and then mm-hmm. when you hear Billy's mom's story of what happened to her as young as a young woman I think you have a much better understanding of of why she was sort of treating or giving Billy the advice that she was giving her. And it's, it is always well-intentioned. I mean, unless you have like a purely evil mother, (laughs) but it is always (laughs) well-intentioned, but it comes so much from your personal experience. And then, you know, this is how we get like these flip floppy things is like, you can have a mother who, gave up her job and, and and didn't work. And so then she's teaching her daughter, you should always work. You should have your own bank account. Yes. Don't, you know, don't yeah. get married. Don't think about men. And then suddenly you're 40 and you're not married and you're like, wait a second, like, would right. I like that? And then vice versa, a mother who's like, don't keep working like I did and stay home with your kids. And I would never do that again. And then you like go, oh, okay, so I'm gonna stay home with my kids. And then some people can be left going like, is, is this really fulfilling for me? So I, I yeah. think it's always... You know, my husband always says, like people people always give you the advice to do what they did. But I think in this case, they always give mothers sometimes always give the advice yes, to do the opposite. To, of to what not they do did. what I did. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say. The intention it's well intentioned, but it
0: it often comes from their own pain, their own regret, right? right? And right. so they they lead you one way, and maybe that's not the only
2: way. Right. Right. <sighs> and we hopefully we're finding more and more new ways, you know, to be, cause there are going to be more and more things to want. Like that's also the message is like, it's good to want, it's good to have a big appetite. It's good to want a big life filled with all of these things. And so how are we going to do all of that? We all got to figure that out.
1: <laughs> well, that is, I mean, we talked to you about that for the first season and I quote that line all the time. Oh gosh, for, I quote you do. all the I time about it. appetite and desire and that. I think that's one of the big reasons that people really relate to Billy and her story because she has done the quote unquote right thing and made the right choices. Um, But it didn't, you know, she did everything she was supposed to do, right? But it didn't feel right. right. And she was, you know, sleepwalking through her life and the whole experience with Brad really opened her up. but. You know, you say in a voiceover, and I think it's the teaser for this season, once you wake up, once you even get a tiny taste, there's no going back. And not everyone's taste is going to be to have an affair or a sexual awakening or a divorce, but what did you want women to feel just more broadly about how to scratch that itch or, or to get that yeah. taste?
2: Well, I definitely don't think people should be having an affair. <laughs> I don't think that unless it's what they yeah. want, but um, it's interesting because we had a lot of conversations about, you know, is our show encouraging women to cheat on their husbands? You know, and I always have this line, which is like, "Well, if you, am I allowed to swear on this thing?" No, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it's like if you, mm-hmm. you know, if you fuck your women properly, they won't leave you. <laughs> um, so um, <laughs> that's sort of the joke thing that I say. But, but you know, there's there. It's this is a big conversation in entertainment just about it. does entertainment create real world, uh, behavior, which, um, look, maybe it does, but, but we, um, I, I was hoping that a lot of people would live vicariously through Billy and mm-hmm. then, um, and then try to find it, you know, cause I don't, I don't like hurting people, especially, you know, partners and children, things like that. And those, those are people who get hurt mm-hmm. along the way, but what I think I'm trying to say, because the message is, is bigger than just even mothers, really, or, or wives. Yeah. It's really for anyone who has put something aside that, yeah. that was a big part of them or a big part of what they wanted. And they've sort of put it on hold or thought, well, that's not going to happen for me or at least not right now or I can't have it all. And, you know, I've, I have really encourage people to, to, to think, well, what if? You know, mm-hmm. what if you could? What mm-hmm. if you could? And what if there were a way to, to go after what you want? Um, and so that's ultimately you know, what we're after. And I think, you know, what's what's nice is that Billy says to Cooper, and I think I can say this without ruining too much, but she says it towards the end of the season. She says, you know, if I had been more honest with myself and with you, yeah. you know, maybe this would have gone differently. And that's so much at the heart of it for Billy of like not being honest about who she was and, and what she wanted and being embarrassed and shamed, everything you guys were just talking about, you know, for what she wanted is like, don't ever get to that place, you know, live out loud and proud um, in whatever way that means to you. And, and you won't run into trouble then it's where you try to sort of sacrifice or give things up or, or make yourself less than, or, or, you know wistfully watch something not happen that's when you're going to get into trouble
0: yes also right. tv doesn't give encourage people to have affairs <laughs> they but they may use it as permission but then they were looking for permission anywhere they were going to well, find it wherever right wherever they yeah. they need to mm-hmm. find
2: it so yeah that's a good point
1: so You've mentioned The One That Got Away and people going back. And and it seems to be a theme on here of um, the past coming back around and timing. And um, we love The One That Got Away as a theme. I think most people do. It's uh, it's in a lot of, of popular fiction. So, you know... There's a part in the beginning. I think it's the first episode where Billy asks her students, "Is there such a thing as true love or soulmates?" Mm-hmm. Um, and she posits that maybe there are many mates for the many different versions of you. So, mm-hmm. is that Stacy talking, or what? What are your thoughts on that? Where do you come so out so on interesting.
2: that? Interesting. I mean, I, I'm really fortunate. Like I said, I didn't meet my husband until I was 37, but I definitely thank my lucky stars that I waited for him, you know? So I certainly do feel like this is the person I was meant to be with. But when I think back to sort of the grand love affairs that I had earlier in my life, many, many of which took place in a New York city, not unlike the one that Brad and Billy inhabited. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it feels in some ways like another lifetime, you know, those, mm-hmm. those, loves were so real and, and so deep, you know, Um, they weren't for in my case, they weren't the person who I should spend my life with. And, and if I had, I wouldn't have had the career, uh, you know, and, and the life that I that I have now. But I, even more importantly, you know, because I, I love it when people would say, Oh, when you meet the one you'll know. Mm-hmm. And I hate it when people say that. Um, because like, they'll just say like, you know, trust, trust your gut, trust your gut. And I am, you know, yeah, it's, it's like, (laughs) it's very hard sometimes to know what is my gut saying to me? I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, but especially in in
0: romance, because sometimes it's chemistry, sometimes it's you're feeling a lot of things. It's not easy to, or, or on the other side, maybe like Billy in the first season, you're feeling like okay this is my life unfolding exactly as it's supposed to be right is that right real, that wasn't her gut that wasn't true that was her denying other parts of herself so
2: yeah it's a very right. tricky
0: thing especially in romantic relationships
2: yeah and there are a lot of things like to find someone who you actually want to share your life with you know there are a lot of factors in that there's the sex and the life and there are a lot of factors yeah. to both sides of that uh Mm -hmm. So but but I think most importantly, what I wanted to say is really on the lines of hope and second chances is that, you know, no matter what's happened and no matter if you feel like you've really screwed up and you've screwed up your marriage and you've screwed up with the ex-boyfriend who maybe, you know, if you had figured it out sooner, you could have had a chance with. But when you feel like you've really lost everything, there is still hope and you still deserve happiness and there is still the chance to find happiness again. And, you know, whether that's personally or in another relationship or all of the above, um, (laughs) that was, that was what was really important to me. And I think that, you know, it's no, it's no accident. This is maybe a little spoilery, but it's, it's no accident that right in the moment where Billy says, if I can't be all parts of myself in a relationship, then I'd rather be alone that the right guy turns up, you know, yes. so I do think you have to really be in that place where you know, what's important to you, you're not willing to compromise. And then the right person, you know, oftentimes appears.
0: Yeah. Well, you're talking about a, a theme and a word that's used quite often in this uh, uh, season from the very first episode, kismet, right? There mm-hmm. is a <laughs> lot of timing and a lot of this feels destined, right place, right time. Um, and I wondered what your thoughts are on Kismet. Do you have experience yourself? Is this That's so funny? Yeah.
2: I feel um, that is the wish fulfillment fairy tale version because in real life, I believe we make our own Kismet. you know, these I have mm. friends who say, you know, everything happens for a reason, and if something happens, it was meant to happen and. And if it was meant to happen, it'll happen. And I'm like, if I make it happen, it'll yeah. happen. But <laughs> I, I really feel like, you know, I'm not, I mean, look, my husband is a person of great faith and he he completely believes that. And mm-hmm. it's incredibly reassuring, I think, to him to live that way. I do not trust fate <laughs> that much. And so I've always worked very hard to yeah. make my own um, and, and to go looking for what I want and to make it happen. So that's very you know, Capricorn think- of you. Oh, I was yeah, going to say, yeah. that's <laughs> so Capricorn. <laughs> Girl, it's, I'm uh, Capricorn, hard work. Moon, so that sp- will get me there. I speak yeah. to that
0: very much. I'm like, yeah. I yeah, it'll happen if I make it happen.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think also, look, the show has also always been a real escapist fun on a certain yeah. level, and that mm-hmm. is the dream come true. It's like that. It's all. It's all going to work out in the end. Don't you worry? <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Well, should we go there? Yeah, um, Can we yeah, go, yeah. We go yeah. there. Just hold this part for, for
0: yes. yes, yes, absolutely. So it does seem to all work out when Billy lets go and you know goes on with her life and feels confident in herself. There's Brad. <laughs> there's How Brad. did you know you were gonna? Did you always know this was gonna happen? Was there any controversy in the writers' room? Were there alternate yeah.
2: endings?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to us. Well,
2: I didn't know. You know, first of all, what I want to say is that while I know a lot of people feel the ending feels very final, it is certainly not intended to be a series finale. You know, we definitely feel there. Are I did more not feel that way. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's good. And I
1: was. I was okay, like, this yeah. is getting good.
2: Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Because I really do feel there are more stories to tell with these characters, more stories within the sex life universe, Mm -hmm. and you know, hopefully we'll get a chance to tell those stories. But it was important to get each character to a satisfying conclusion, at least for this season. And, And like I was saying, what was most important to me was that it was a fairy tale. And so for Billy, originally, before we even had cast the show, when I was still just writing I did believe that ultimately she would end up back with Cooper. And I think that I, yeah, I think that I felt like they would each go out and do their own things and Mm -hmm. um, sort of come back together and say, oh my God, let's never do that again. (laughs) Um, But then that was sort of, I think when I just even written the first episode for Netflix and was sort of talking to them about like what I saw as the future of the show. Because then even as we were writing the first season, you know, to make Brad a worthy opponent of Cooper, we really had to make him pretty undeniable. And that meant that he really had done the work on himself Mm -hmm. and he really had handled his daddy issues and made peace with his father and with himself and that he was Everything that she wishes he had ever been. And so it wasn't so easy to say, like, oh, then, you know, she should just stay with her husband, who wasn't, you know, satisfying her in, in, in all of these ways. And I'm sure part of that has to do with the incredible chemistry between yeah. Sarah Shahi and mm-hmm. Adam Demos. But then again, most importantly, when we came into writing season two, if it's not going to be a morality tale, If it is going to be a fairy tale, then I think it is also really giving credence to the belief that she's not crazy to be thinking about Brad. She's not crazy to be running to him. There is a real undeniable love story here, you know, and I think we Mm -hmm. wanted to to really honor that, you know, (laughs) Um, I love that you keep using undeniable. yeah,
0: Yeah.
2: And so then, you know, it was like, what's that? Fairy tale ending for her and then the little piece at the end at the very very end with the baby <laughs> um, I love that yeah yes. so I'll say like that's that was there for for two reasons you know first um, because I wanted to give people a little like oh my god that's what the next season is gonna be about mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. And it certainly can be, you know, it's their Billy and Brad are going to be a blended family in the way that so many families are these days. But ultimately, if she's going to be a mom again, it gets us back to that original sort of sex life question of like, mm-hmm. can you be right. a wife and mom and a ravenous sex goddess all at the same time? And if she's back on those late nights and, you know, breastfeeding her baby as she was in season one, you know, even if she's with sexy Brad, like, how's that going to go? You know, yeah, and what is yeah. she going to be dealing with? Mm-hmm. So that was interesting, but also like to give her the biggest, best fairy tale ending, you know, for the season that she, that she could, having a baby had been such a big part of Billy right. and Brad's backstory, you know, and she yeah. had the miscarriage and, and I just sort of wanted to give them everything that they had yes. wanted, you know, and yes. have, and again, that inspirational, like, it's not too late. It's never too late. You know, you can yeah. figure it out. So um,
0: I I think was, it's so yeah. funny that you said that originally maybe you had thought about going back to Cooper. Now, that would have felt like a series finale to me. Like, oh, this yeah. is Done. Right. We're no, back. no, no, no. Like, yeah. It was like a complete arc. And now but being mm-hmm. with Brad, I'm like. This opens so many new doors. I want to see this relationship. Like everything you just said,
2: yeah. I'm looking right. forward
0: to that. How are they going to navigate this?
2: Yeah. And by the way, I also think there are ways in the future where she could be drawn back to Cooper at some point in some. He's happen. not. He's going to be part of her uh, life. Yeah. Yeah. For right. sure. Always. And uh, but I
0: really liked Cooper's
1: arc too in this. Yeah. I mean, I was admittedly team Brad from the beginning, <laughs> and I wanted this fairy tale ending. And by the way, you said. Earlier, those people when Majid showed up, they were like, "Who is this guy?" That was me. I was like, "Oh, Stacy, come on!" No, but I understood. I understand, like you said, writing one on one, and I actually he really, I really got into him. So okay, I was that's like, great. "That," because it's a tough sell for us, Team oh, Brad
2: I people, know. to introduce someone well, who's going to be totally. And let's just talk about Majid for a second. So yeah, and then we will come to the Cooper because he does have a great thing. Yeah, but yeah. so you know, what was what was important with Majid? First of all, we opened up the casting of that role to, you know, all ethnicities. You know, it wasn't that we specifically went looking for someone who has the same ethnic background as Sarah Shahi. But Darius, you know, our our casting director, Denise, you know, found Darius. And it was cool. I got to say, first of all, I thought he was, you know, great. And when he sort of did his audition, I was like, yes, this is how I heard the words in my head. And I thought it was very cool to sort of um, have someone who has that same background and and sort of explore that. But most Mm -hmm. importantly, we wanted someone who was different from Cooper and Brad. And I just feel like if she had gone for another for lack of a better word, supermodel. I sort of think you might've been annoyed at Billy, you know, it's a little bit like, come on girl, like, what are you doing? And I think he's so soulful and, Mm -hmm. and charming and smart and just really different that I felt like it really helped us root for Billy And root for her to have another chance and, you know, that she wasn't just a supermodel obsessed (laughs) (laughs) idiot, basically. No, they had real Um, points of connection. Yeah.
1: Like their ethnicity in cooking for her. Like, yeah, I just felt like they really did connect, like you said, more soulfully. Yeah. And so, so I bought it. I I was sold on. on I was, that's good. Yeah, I was. But so back to, but I was still hoping for Brad. Brad."
2: (laughs) I mean, that's the thing I, I've always said is that like in, in the experience of the first episode, you know, if I just take the viewpoint of my fans, it's like in the first 10 minutes you find out, oh my God, she's not going to be with Brad (laughs) and she's not going to be with Cooper. What the heck? am I hanging around for? And it's like, Cooper is very present in the first episode, but Brad is not until the very end of the episode. And I kept saying, I really, really need people to stick around (laughs) between the time Mm -hmm. when, you know, Brad tells her she's got a big choice she has to go make and to the time he shows up at Majid's restaurant. And so that's why, you know, when I was talking with the PR and the marketing people, I was like, when you do the trailer, you just got to show people that there is a lot of brad that you have not seen in that first episode so he's got to be coming back so just stick around until the end of the first episode which i think works like gangbusters but um it does all things but so cooper let's come back to cooper so yeah so cooper we always knew we wanted to take cooper to the dark side in season (laughs) two and you know he you know, Mike Vogel brings such heart and soul and depth Mm. to this character, you know, and, and that's such a huge part of why it works. And, you know, Cooper just, he's a guy for whom like everything has always gone right. And he's never Mm. had to deal with anything like this and his communication skills with his wife are perhaps not as great as they should be, or his tolerance Mm -hmm. for imperfection or his willingness to look at things and work through them. It's challenging for him. And so he goes to a place that I think is very male, which is Mm -hmm. anger and slamming the door, you know, and, and I mean that metaphorically, you know, as well as literally is that he's just Mm -hmm. like, I'm done through counseling. I'm not going to counseling. I'm, I'm not talking Mm -hmm. about this anymore, you know, and he tries to find solace in, Well, first with Francesca, but then in sex with other women and, and, and that he really is quite fucked up about it, you know, and, and that Mm -hmm. was fun. And, and, you know, look, to some extent, he didn't do any of the sort of experimentation, I'll put it that way, you know, that Billy did in her younger years. And, and so he's coming to it late, which I also think is kind of male. This is like a typical male midlife crisis kind of thing. Although, yeah. you know, one could argue Billy's having her typical female midlife crisis. So all's yeah. fair. Yeah, But, you know, Cooper, and again, played by Mike Vogel is such a fundamentally good person that mm-hmm. it doesn't sit with him to be having this kind of random sex and and then even later like doing drugs and, you know, buying a sports car and all of yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it leads him to, to a real crisis. But we wanted to give him his fairy tale ending as well, you know, yeah. and it was it was really important to us that it not be that he's just settling yeah. for Emily. Let's yeah. Say that mm-hmm. is for the spoiler, yeah. but whatever yeah. that yeah. that it it's in the same way that Billy's talking about many soulmates that he's saying it turns out you can have more than one love of your life
1: more than one
2: and um and that he is going to be with someone who just adores him and thinks he's great and she's pretty great too you know um yeah who
1: he has a great line he said with her i feel like i'm enough yeah and I feel like that's what everyone wants yeah, to feel yeah. like. So I was like, "Yes, Cooper." Yeah. And that's the same conversation where he calls her formidable, and I'm like, "Is that the greatest compliment like ever?" <laughs> yes, I mean, by the way, yes. call- <laughs> right? It is. Yeah. I was like, "People need to use that word more yeah. because <laughs> I just thought and and." It does. He does get his fairytale ending, and I know by that you mean that he finds um, love with Emily. But but to me, it's also that he does the work, like you yeah. said, that he finally has this reckoning and yeah. sort of deals with his shit. That to me is the the happy ending for him. And then the fact that he, that he reunites is. with Emily is yeah. icing on the cake. But yeah. but if he hadn't done that part, that wouldn't. I don't know. I had a whole, I saw Cooper in a whole new way. Yeah, so that, was, so great. that was good.
2: And I will say on the formidable thing, you know, I have um, a little bit stolen that. So my husband is a, is a film and television producer. And he works a lot with James Elroy, who's the novelist who wrote LA confidential. And when I met Mr. Elroy, as I, you know, needed to call him at the beginning, when I met Mr. Elroy um, for the first time, he was very impressed by me, which was nice. And he called me formidable to oh. Clark and he, my husband wow. and he said she's formidable and so for Christmas that year Clark got me a sweatshirt that said formidable on the run and that was- oh my that. god yeah oh
1: so, so this line has personal yeah, meaning so I love I that I
2: really do feel that it's the biggest compliment you can oh. give a woman oh my god so we it should really make is. those sweatshirts for everyone I think yeah
1: <laughs> I think so Absolutely. I think so wow oh, that's a I great love story that.
0: yeah
2: yeah Yeah. Um, So, you know, we'll see what happens down the line with Cooper and, you know, all these blended families.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was a little bit more Team Cooper than Kate was in the first season, especially. But I think it's because I was just Team Marriage. Like, it doesn't have to be that it is this soul-sucking, terrible thing. And that was very clear through multiple Mm -hmm. characters in this season. So I loved that. Mm -hmm. And we got to see more dimension from Cooper. And so I'm -hmm. not surprised. Yeah for him a little bit more (laughs) yes
1: exactly okay so we'll see about a season three
2: for sure we don't
1: know yet right okay it's all
2: about the numbers you know it's all about the yes i know tech company with algorithms and numbers
1: and that's
2: what it all is Yeah. yeah
1: yeah All right. All right. Well, Thank you so much, Stacey. Thank we, you. we are huge fans of the show. My friends and I are having another watch party. Amazing. We had one last time. Well, it's like a post watch party okay. where we have questions. I curate questions. For no other show do my friends want to do this. So <laughs> this is amazing. I don't know. This this one does it. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I
2: love that. You gotta make this a thing. You yes. can post yeah, that's right.
1: Or whatever, have them on Zoom Oh too. my god, oh, that would be so yeah, fun! Totally. Absolutely. Oh jeez, let's give us more That'll jobs.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so thank you again, Stacey, for coming yes, by thank and for giving so us much. a whole lot of sugar with our with our introspection <laughs> and vulnerability. We love it. As it should be. That's great. This has been Pop Fiction Women with Corinne and Kate. If you enjoyed this show, please tell the complicated women in your life. And the men who love them. Yes, tell them to listen. And then to follow on Spotify or review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And of course, share on social media.
1: Tag us with your favorite books, TV shows, and movies starring complicated women on Facebook and Instagram at popfictionwomen or on Twitter at pop underscore women.
0: For more coverage of the women you love or to find out if you qualify as a complicated woman, go to popfictionwomen.com. And keep it complicated.